0: It's been a really long time um it's been about two years since i last done a podcast episode and today on september 20th 2022 at exactly 12 a.m i felt like I had to spread a message this message I'm going to title it sounding the alarm seeing how the world that we live in now a lot of things are very unfortunate life is not determined there's people out here just willingly not even thinking about the lives of other people out here doing evil and just waiting to take advantage of other people just spreading hatred from different groups and different people and not even realizing the time that we're living in right now I like to think a lot of times that in the situation where people are out robbing and killing and taking advantage of people Poisoning people with napkins. I like to see it as a way as also a distraction. A way to build in fear. A way to keep us from not fully understanding what's happening. But to just focus on ourselves. And today I just felt like I have to share a message that I've been putting off for such a long time. And I hope that this message that I have will encourage many others who will hear this podcast episode. Now before I get into this, I would like to say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that whoever hears this message, Lord, that you will open their ears to this word as well as their hearts. And that whatever message that I'm about to come to them and say, Lord, I pray in your name that it will move mountains and stir in them a wind, a fire, that will encourage us all to be able to seek you and seek your face. I pray, Father, that this word will be able to humble us, that it will help us to check our heart posture and to also rely on you mostly and to come to terms with loving you mostly. I pray, Father, that this message will be able to help us to love others And to not be afraid of what's happening around us but to be aware so that we will be always be prepared in jesus name amen now so i've been scrolling as usual as a teenage self i've been scrolling on tiktok for at least about a half an hour and all over my for you page there's different things that are popping up on my page And it's all surrounding, of course, conspiracy theories and Christian TikTok. And I often don't like the scrolling it too much because I feel like sometimes it can also make me scared. And that the wrong message can be brought out into the world. And I can believe it Mm -hmm. and it can cause me to stumble. So I don't often do it. But I have been noticing a pattern in recent events in the news and across the world. Where in different places there's heat waves, there's droughts going on about a hundred days, there's people who are having floods and tropical storms. Apparently there's people in China who can't escape their apartments because the government is keeping them in their apartments and they can't get food because they're not able to walk outside. And all I can think about while this is all happening was the coming of Jesus. I know it's very cliché to talk about this and I feel like nowadays people consider it as something, you know, it's not a big deal, it's impossible, oh, here she go again. But it's true. It's true because all this was told in the Bible many, many years ago. So, the first thing I want to get into is the start of Revelations. In the chapter of Revelations, If you guys are familiar with reading the word, it will tell you about the four horses, each one a different horse for different purposes of this world, right? It's all purposes of God's judgment, as well as the seven trumpets, right? The four horses that I taken up and I read about are, um, I believe it's the white horse, which is conquest. I'm not really familiar with that one. Um, then there's the red horse, which is war. The black horse, which is famine, and the pale horse, which is death. After after that, it's following hell, right? All these horses represent the different stages that will lead up to the coming of Jesus. Noticing how we have famine now, noticing how there's war, there's people who are over here taking advantage of other people, there's greed, there's people dying left and right, there's people who have plagues from diseases like COVID and monkeypox. All are these, all these things were told in the Bible many years ago, and these were also things that the Lord Jesus Christ had reminded us earlier before he had left, um, before he was resurrected, when his disciples were asking him, "How will we know that the time is near?" And he will tell us that there will always be war. Mothers and daughters will begin to hate each other. People will begin to die, there'll be famine. People will be able to will be um will have greed over money and many other things. Moving on to um the repentance part, and it made me realize how close we are. If you are very up to date with the news, you have things like the Euphrates River drying up. Do you have the wars in Jerusalem, and in Israel, the Israelis are fighting, which people will call the Holy War. And do you have the blood, uh, the Nile River, I believe, is turning into a, like a blood river. It's just many, many different prophecies are coming to life. Many different prophecies are coming to life there's so much bad weather it's insane and it can be so scary but what I want to say is regardless Jesus does remind reminds us that all of these must happen regardless what if we do these are still going to happen he also said that the world will begin to hate me that his followers will be begin to be persecuted in his name which that is also happened because in different parts of Asia They are burning Bibles, burning down churches, people who are preaching the word on the street are being hated upon, things are being thrown at them, and I can't speak for every person. I can't say that every person is innocent, for we are all humans, and we all do things that God doesn't always agree with, but I do look at the signs, and I am very observant, and I've known this for a very long time. Looking how things are now, looking how close we are to the end, it made me realize how much I put off and how much I denied Jesus by not talking about it and not telling my friends. So I hope that this message that I I give out to you guys will encourage you to speak to other people about it. Because it's one thing to know something and choose not to do it, but it's another thing to be punished for something that you didn't know was even a crime. Moving forward, (laughs) with God's judgment, God's judgment is very just. He doesn't judge us for things that are based off favoritism or bias. He judges for things that we've actually committed. He judges for things that he has warned us about, that he has told us about in his word. Like listening to secular music, looking at secular television, getting drunk, getting high all the time, partying, having the love of money booing your heart so heavily, killing people, just spreading hatred, gossiping, all of those are things that God speaks about and things that he wished for us to not indulge in. In later episodes I would explain why. And as I was reading the Bible this week, I'm in the chapter of Isaiah. And it's also referencing judgment on people of different parts of Israel and Jerusalem and Judah. And how that they will be having judgment on them. And how God gives them into their fleshly desires. When God gives you into your fleshly desires, it means that sin that you've been struggling with. Say like you're struggling with. Drunkenness he will give you into it. He's not gonna save you from it. he's not gonna warn you about it He's not gonna try to keep you from it anymore. He's going to give it into you give it to you Give you into it. I'm sorry and When he does that that can be anything that can be him allowing you to be Partying and getting drunk so much to the point where You're just not aware of what's happening you become sick it can be anything it made me realize that when he judges us he likes to prepare us in advance he likes to tell us he likes to send messages out in the word further down from Isaiah he also says that but when time is near he will have the spirit of the Lord fill up into his people and they will begin to prophesy they will see visions and they will be able to spread messages but he also said to not be deceived for the world is very deceiving and the enemy is for sure a liar and people would claim to be lord lord but the, the who has not been here yet you will know when the lord is coming by the signs and to not be deceived by the world he also says that although all these signs are happening we still don't know the day but we know he's coming soon because all that's happening around us. A scripture that supports this, it says, But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. So God knows the exact day. He sends these signs to prepare us. He sends these signs to give us a warning, to sound the alarm that our time is running out, and that we need to put our own pride aside, all of I'm going to say the things that I relate to because some other people may relate to. All of our fears, our doubts, our doubts in God, our unbelief in His process, our unbelief in His love and His grace and Him being able to move, our prideful heart, our stubborn heart, a heart where we feel like we're better than everyone else, a heart where we feel like we have to belittle someone, our anxiety, even our insecurities, all of that, out of all of that, we have to put that aside. God knows that we deal with these things. That's why He equips us with the Word and He he equips us with the tools that we need to fight against it. At the end of the day, God searches for our hearts. In His Word, He says that Faith without work is dead, and you can't please God without faith. But it also says that he searches for the heart. He looks for the heart. I feel like the biggest thing that I'm learning is trying to put aside all of the benefits I get out of this relationship. All of those moments that I struggle with things, I need help on, I'm trying to figure out a way how to just to forget it, and to not focus on that. Trying to figure out how to wait, to not self-glorify myself with the works that I do for God, with the works I do for God, and just, just do things for Him out of just pure love. And that's what we need to work on now because our hearts is what He truly works for. There's been several moments where I've seen videos in several scriptures that I've seen, where God would say, you've done many great things in my name, but your heart still has sin in it. Your heart still is impure. You didn't give up everything for me. And we need to give up everything for him. Because if we don't, we will be like everyone else. We will face the judgment that he has. And when God judges, he doesn't do just regular judges like, oh, I'm a... I'm going to send robbers into your house. No, he does the outrageous things, lightning striking in your house. You will have hailstorms. There will be nets. Like it would just be the most craziest things that you can imagine. And he also says that when he judges those who are sinners, that he will not be merciful. He will not try to hear them out for the moment because he has told us. He does all this to keep, help us remind him of who he is, and to remind us that that we need we need God. He doesn't just do it just because he just wants to be a mean. He does it so we can become more God fearing, so that we can respect him more, we can take understanding of how important it is to. To respect the Lord and to honor him and to obey him by his word we also have to repent what I the biggest thing that I've learned also I've learned a lot of stuff about you know, this relationship with myself but one of the big things I've learned this week was that how can I possibly work for God claim to be for God do things in Jesus name feed the homeless talk to people spread encouragement if yet i'm still living in sin because i have not forgiven myself not myself but have not forgiven been forgiven by god i have not repented how can i do all that in his name yet my plate is not even clean so right here i have a scripture that says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will and will heal their land so God is only going to help us and to begin to build us and deliver us from our sins and begin to help give us a better better and more faith-led heart for him only if we forget about our old ways forget about our past forget about the things that we glorify the things so, that we idolize in this world, and just can turn completely towards Him. When I first started out my relationship with God, I started out with just reading the Word, and in that moment when I was reading the Word, I wasn't aware of how strong of a relationship that you can have with God. And sometimes, being that a backslide slid a lot of a lot of time. throughout these two years I reminisce a lot about the first time I gained a relationship with God I didn't know nothing I didn't know what I was doing but you can tell the difference in how you were from your past life and the new life that God has given you it feels like there's a lighter weight around you it feels like the joy that you receive isn't like any other joy, but it's like eternal. It's like there within you. Every morning, I would wake up. Every I would wake up and I would just have this large amount of joy. And I wouldn't even know why. I would just be, I would wake up in my room and I would just be like, I feel so good. I could be having the worst day. This is when I was still in high school. And I could be so stressed and so overwhelmed and so just distraught and just overthinking about life because of COVID and not being able to see our friends and the stress of school and the stress of just personal business but at I think every time I would lay my head down I would not regret anything I would just be happy and joyful and things that I've noticed it being in a relationship with God is that when he gives us those moments where he fills us up with his spirit and gives us this joy the joy of the Lord right it truly is a feeling that we all have to experience you will notice how your thoughts will begin to change the more you're in his presence you will notice how the desires that you will once had before will not be the same you will start to think of people differently not in a bad way but in a way where you're more sympathetic more compassionate more understanding of people and now of course being how the enemy is there's gonna be times when we are all tested where our character will be tested where our judgment may get us in trouble where we may him angry when when we may be um, controlled by lust but God also says that he says to resist the enemy he will flee just like when Jesus did in the wild he was in the wild for a couple of for 40 days i believe 40 days and 40 nights he was in the wild and the enemy will constantly try to nitpick at him and give him get him to fall into temptation but he also combat the enemy by scripture so we all should be able to memorize scripture and to remember what god says and what god promises are because god is not a liar the one thing the enemy hates most is the truth and i'm telling the truth So not all that I have said, I want people who hear this to take into mind of the times that we're in, taking a step out of our daily lives, out of the stuff that we may deal with, with work or school, outside of life, of just friends and families and relationships. Let's all take a step out of it and to just look at the world itself, look at research, research all that's happening, research about the Euphrates River, research about the deserts, research about Germany, research about Israel, research about Jerusalem, China, the wars, research about all the rivers, research about the, the, what the political government is doing, what's happening in a couple of days, the storms, the weathers, the wildfires, The environmental crisis, food shortages, COVID, monkeypox. Research it all and refer back to the Bible because it will tell you everything. In the Bible, a couple, like about a year ago, when Babylon was bombed, I hate to bring this up because it's such a sensitive topic. And God, I pray that the people are safe now and I pray that people are recovering and healing in the way that they need to. But the Bible also prophesies about Babylon falling. It talks about the falling of Babylon. It talks about the Euphrates River drying up. And it's like, just look all around you and see what's happening. Don't be ignorant. Don't listen to the conspiracy theories. Don't listen to no one else. If it's not me, just read the word and it will tell you. Read the scripture and it will tell you everything you need to know. And it will tell you what you need to do to prepare for this. Because we don't know the day or the hour. Just like in the words said, I believe in my, Matthew. Jesus said that he will come. He used the parable. That. He will come like a thief in the night. An hour that is unknown. And that. We will not know. And that. He will come in a day where it was just like, a, it feels like a normal day where everyone's celebrating that there will be weddings and birthday parties. People people are just fishing out and, and mowing their lawns. It will come in a day where we're not expecting it. So we all need to be prepared and be alert and be always check our heart postures and see where we are with God because I've been telling God to check my heart posture to, and just to, to, to shine a light onto parts of me that I've, been struggling with parts of me that I don't even know about and I believe that he's been revealing to me and helping me understand a different way helping me understand that the life that I've been living isn't the life that he wants me to live he says that we will all call by his name and remember you cannot be saved if you don't repent if you don't believe in Jesus Christ if you don't believe in his rea- resurrection, if you don't get baptized, I look you want to get baptized, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how I can like am I able to do it in my own bathtub? I don't know. But um and just look at all that's happening around you, be prepared. And one, one more thing that I had um thought about before doing this when I took notes on TikTok, there's this man named David cruise right which is ironic for what i'm about to say he is a homeless man who has been walking around different states by foot um because he said that he was ordered by god to walk around foot and preach the gospel and spread a message and be an example of god and that he said that he cannot he will not take any any help from anybody that he will just rely solely on god and I connected this to David, the one in the Bible, because David was also someone who wasn't considered high on status. He was a shepherd of sheep, I believe. And he had also defeated the g- giant Goliath, right? Although David Cruz in real life haven't defeated anything, he is defeating the temptation of self. He is doing a great, great, great honor and great mission for God, right? And what I wrote down was that David decided that in defeating Delilah that he wasn't going to use any of the special armor that the king had for him and that instead he would just use a rock. And after looking it up online, I saw that it's told that David's story teaches us to be prepared for God to use us. What makes us useful isn't what our status is and what we are in life, what stage that we are living in. But what makes us useful is what what we can do for God himself, apart from ourselves. We are to have a heart that is above all else. A heart for God that is above all else, right? And when coming to the Lord, when repenting, when turning from our ways, we have to be prepared to be used by God. And being used by God can look like many different things. He will use us based off the gifts that He has installed into us. I said installed. Is it instilled? I don't know. And He will use that to help do the service. Because in the Bible also says, That first before jesus had left that he wants to make disciples of all nations and that whoever picks up the cross and lays down their life they will have a hard a hard and long life but that's okay because we knew this because it also says that the the gate that the pathway the pathway to eternal life is large but the gate to heaven I believe, wait, am I saying it right? The pathway, the path is large, but the gateway to heaven is very narrow. Only few people are selected. People may walk, many will walk on this path, but only few are selected to enter the gates of heaven. So always remember that it could be one of us, but let's not seek the Lord just to be in heaven. Let's seek the Lord for who he is. seek the Lord for what he has done for us and the fact that he's given us a redemption a salvation, freedom for our sins don't waste the time because eventually we will all lose the opportunity when the doors close and we won't ever have the chance to be in the presence of God the presence of God is so important because you can feel the connection just imagine Life without God. Imagine life without joy. And the feeling of hope. And the feeling of relaxation. Because God made all the happy emotions. He's made all of the emotions that we have in us. Because he is our creator. And imagine all that just being taken from you. We will have nothing else but sin. Nothing else but just feeling hopelessness. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. That everyone... Who hears this will take an understanding and that they will be moved and I hope that you listen to this message and you really think about what I said about doing your own research and seeing for yourself and looking at the Bible and seeing how everything is because I'm telling you everything that's coming to life has already been told just read the word and from that, a seed will be planted and faith will begin to grow. And you will see what I see. and You will understand how important it is to just give up the life that we have. It's going to be hard, but that's what we have Jesus for. Without Jesus, we are nothing. Have a nice night.